Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Alright, so we we are delving into Romans chapter 8 verse 29 and 30. Romans chapter 8, verse 29 and 30. He said, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to conform to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And he said, Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. So we'll be looking at these two verses which actually reveals the mind of God to us from time eternal, God's purpose, what we call his divine counsel. The reason we are looking at this is it helps us to understand God, know him or have a lot of knowledge about God because of the the message of grace that we we talk about now. So we read in Second Peter one two. Peter was saying that grace and peace multiplies when we gain knowledge of God and we gain knowledge of of Jesus Christ. So grace and peace multiply. Very important. So and we said that you cannot walk the walk of faith if you don't understand grace. And so if you don't understand grace, then it will be difficult for you to walk in faith. And that is why it is important for us to keep finding out God, keep knowing him. The Bible says that we should seek the kingdom and his righteousness. So we keep searching God, we keep finding out God, and then we keep finding out knowledge of Jesus Christ. And as we begin to do this, the Bible says grace and peace be, will be multiplied. The more grace is multiplied, the more our faith is increased and the more we walk in faith. Um, show it in Amplified. It, it says something interesting. He says, may grace, God's favor and peace, which is perfect well-being, all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity and freedom from fears and agitation, agitating passions and moral conflict be multiplied to you in the full, personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God. 
and Jesus our Lord. Now, a lot of people have some kind of knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. But what God is seeking is to have precise knowledge. Precise knowledge. And this is, this is where a lot of people can miss it. Knowing, if you have precise knowledge of Jesus, it means you are walking in perfect grace. That's what it means. It means you have understanding of grace. You have a perfect understanding of grace. If you are not walking in grace, it means that you have not perfect knowledge of Jesus Christ. Because that is how grace multiplies. It multiplies by the knowledge of God and you know the precise, correct, the full, personal, precise and correct knowledge of God and of, of Jesus our Lord. For example, I, I was sharing with somebody. I found, I found this scripture I was meditating on today. Luke chapter 12, verse 11 to 12. Look at the message. Or look at all of them. King James message amplified. I just want to show you something. So you know that we are in grace, but we might not perfectly be walking in grace. Look at what Jesus said. Yeah. He said, and when they bring you to the synagogue and unto magistrates and powers, look at what he said. Take ye no thought how or what thing ye shall answer or what ye shall say. For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what ye ought to say. You know, amazing. He said the Holy Spirit will teach you in the same hour. In the same hour. He said don't, don't even think it. Don't even worry yourself. What am I going to say? What am I going to talk about? What is it going to happen? Take no thought. Take no thought. You don't think about it. He said in that same hour. I was just meditating on this today. He said, when they drag you into their meeting places or into police courts and before judges, don't worry about defending yourselves. What you say or how you say it. The right word will be there. The Holy Spirit will give you the right word when the time comes. You know, this thing called grace is missed slightly any effort destroys grace you don't go for interview thinking what you say you might be wrong in the matter you can be dragged to the court you can be dragged to the police station you can be dragged before men the word of God is saying we learned that God doesn't look at your actions he looks at your faith the word of, if you have faith in the word, the word of God is telling you. The word of God is telling you that don't even think of what you say. Don't, don't worry. What, what would I, and that's what we normally do, right? That's what called anxiety. You are anxious. What am I going to say? Well, how is it going to be? If I say it this way, they will think I'm lying. If I, the Holy Spirit said, you don't, you don't worry. Don't worry at all. He said, and when they bring you before the synagogue, and the magistrates and the authorities do not be anxious beforehand. In other words, don't be anxious before you even go. How you, how you shall reply in defense. How you, you, you shall reply in defense. Or what you are to say. He doesn't need you in the matter. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour and moment what you ought to say. In other words, you just need to show up. And you need to show up boldly. 
when you get there, he will know what to say. And remember this, when people publicly accuse you and forcefully drag you before the religious leaders and authorities, do not be troubled. Don't worry about defending yourself or how to answer their accusations. Simply be confident. That's what you need to do. That's all. Simply be confident and allow the spirit of wisdom access to your heart and in the very moment, he will reveal what you are to say to them. This is grace, if you didn't know, in case. This is effort and grace. So he's saying that you don't need to do anything about it. You don't need to do anything about it. The Holy Spirit will do it for you. Now, I'm sharing this because when your knowledge of Jesus and of God is very little, you don't walk in faith. And if you don't walk in faith, you walk in confidence. You, want to, you walk in what you think you can do. And the Bible says, for him that worketh, it does not amount to grace, but what? Debt. It does not amount to grace. It is debt because you work. And I said to you on Sunday that grace is simply like don't, doing nothing and allowing God to do all. That's all. But it is difficult. Why is it difficult? If your knowledge of grace is so little, you would want to do things to defend yourself. You want to do things to survive. You want to do things that God ought to do. And remember, once you decide to do it, you abstract God. You stop God from doing it. And the Bible says God gets angry. He said, for the law, bringeth forth wrath, the full anger of God. Because he, he's too rich to do it, and you are abstracting him. With your flesh, I can do it. Lord, let me think of this way. That's how come you wake up in the morning and you don't even think of what to eat. The point is that you have no need. And you might not walk in this reality when your understanding of grace is not. You have no need. That is what it is. Second Peter 1 Peter 1.3 You have no need. I think TPT. Do TPT. You, you have no need at all. If you ever think you had any need, you are the biggest liar ever. To think you have any... Look at it. Everything we could ever need for life. Everything you could ever need for life. So the point is, do you believe? If you believe, you keep saying, I have no need for life. Now, if he's saying, the reason why we are saying we have no need is all we need is available. I have a need when the thing is not available. We, everything we could ever, we could ever need, we could ever, everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name, oh Jesus, and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. Moses, my goodness will go before thee. So you see, it takes knowledge of Jesus. It takes knowledge of God to be able to accept this and begin to pray. I have no need of a life. 
All things I need are here. In the name of Jesus. You must say it until it becomes conscious. Otherwise, you will live. You have a need. And the reason why when you think you have a need, it doesn't get fulfilled or supported. It doesn't matter how much you pray. Because in our time, prayer must be said in grace. I showed you Matthew 6, 33. Look at message. Look at the 32 first. Say, I have no need for life. Say, all things I have are available. You see, once you begin to say this, do you know what happens? The things that you are looking for, that, the things that you place your eyes on, they begin to come from, to, from every side. Because they are there. But we live a life as though we don't have it and we are yet to receive. No, sir. God says, the, God says, I have no need. He said, everything that I will ever, he didn't say everything I will need. Everything I will ever, I will ever need. So I might not have a need today, but if next 10 years I will have a need, that one too is available. So actually, I have no need. This is grace. Now look at this. People who don't know God and the way he works fast over these things. But you know both God and how he works. I taught you this in Romans 4. The Bible says, and Abraham knew the ways of God and the words of God. He said, he believes in the God who could raise the dead, his works. And the God who speaketh things or calleth things which be not as though they are his words. Can you see that? Yes, sir. So the point is that if you don't know God, you won't work in grace. Because <laughs> the more you know him, the more grace multiplies. And the more peace multiplies. So until you know God, until you know, that's why it's, an, it's a conscious effort to study your Bible and find out God. Now, look at it. He's saying that people, this is Jesus, people who don't know God and the way he works. The people who don't know God and the way he works. Do you, you know God? Do you know how he works? I just showed you how he works. How does he work? He works when you do nothing. He works when you do nothing. So they are carrying you. So you are going for some huge contract. No, 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 no. We just read through the clauses of the contract or whatever. But what really we will say? We don't think about it. We just, we just appear. He just told you once you appear, what will happen? The Holy Spirit at the same hour. Same hour. He said the spirit of wisdom will be imparted to your heart. And you will know what to say. This is the ways of God. Do you want to see God work 100% in your life? Do you want to see it? Do you want to see God work? No, he has worked. Do you believe? So he, he's not doing anything. He has, look, he said he has made all things that I will ever need available. He has worked. He has worked. I now understand. Years ago when I was doing my consultancy and I go for trainings and they will ask me questions like I go to a manufacturing company, I don't know anything about it. But as I'm training them, they will ask me a question that is in line with manufacturing. I don't know manufacturing. But I'm telling you before God, right there and then, I'll have an answer. And they will be like, 
Oh my, this, this is what we have been looking for. I'm telling you. Believe him. If there's an interview, you are going for a visa interview. You have to lie, memorize lies. <laughs> Prophet Manasseh said he was going for, the first time he was going for a visa, American visa, and he got to the embassy. You know, he said the Holy Spirit gave him words. Now when he finished, the consulate said, who is this man? He's, he's, he said his English is fine. So in my mind, is it English he came to hear or is the interview thing? And then he too, he said, I don't even know what English I spoke. Because the word says that the spirit of God will give you the word, the vocabulary. Yes. Can you rest enough? Yes. People who don't know God and the way he works, they fuzz over these things. What are these things? The food, the drink, but you know both God and how he works. Then look at the verse 33. I had to look at it in, in message. Steep your life in God reality. God initiative. God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. I cannot miss out. You cannot miss out. I cannot. Out of God's provision, I cannot... I'm just showing other dimensions of faith. I cannot miss out on anything. Not at all. Look at it. You will find all your everyday human concern will be met. You will find all your everyday human concern will be met. Do you have any concerns? They are human. That's why he's saying human. It's not divine concern because in the, divine, in the in divinity there's no concern. So all concerns are in the, in the realms of humans. And he's telling you that you would find all. How do you do that? For you to find that all your human concerns will be met, what do you do? He says, steep your life. Steep your life in what? God reality, one. Two, God initiative. And three, God provisions. If you can steep into these things, he said, don't worry about missing out. So my job is not to find out how I'm going to survive. My job is not to find out how things will be. My job is not to find out how, whether it will go well or it won't go well, or whether I can have or I won't have, whether I will eat or I won't eat. No. My job is, I believe I am well taken care of. Say money. money. Comes from the north. From the north. South. South. East. East. West. They come, unto me they come unto me in super abundance, in super abundance. because, because all, things all things that I ever need, I ever need for, life for life has been given, has been given by, the by the divine power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Nothing can stop it. Can stop it. I, have I have need for nothing. For nothing. I, have need I have need for nothing. For nothing. All, things all things are available. Are available. All things, all things are available. Are available. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I, believe. I believe. Yeah. This is, the, this is grace. Don't do anything. If like, don't even wake up. So he said, grace and peace will be what? It will be multiplied. When grace multiplies, it means that your faith multiplies. 
Because the finality of faith is grace. And in fact, the whole essence of faith. Because if you look at Hebrews 11 properly, properly, it is not for you. If you look at Hebrews 11, in reality, it's not, it's not for you. He was talking about, this was the faith of the old guys. The verse 40 says that they are faith without ours. So, so Hebrews 11, talking about Moses, he was talking about their faith. The verse 1 only gave you an idea of how faith behaves. Then in verse 4, he began to name them Abel. Are you Abel? So you realize that even the verse 1 speaks of them because they, it, was a, it was a substance of the things they hoped for. Who are they only hoping for? The Holy Spirit or Jesus? I told you. So they began to see Jesus as the lamb, as the sacrifice. You know, all the sim- symbolisms of Jesus were the substance for what they were looking forward to. So they had some evidence of the things that was unseen. So Hebrews 11 is really not for the born again. Because the verse 40 says that but now God has invited us to live in something better than what they had. Faithfulness. But what we read from verse 4 to verse 39 was not ours. It was their faith. And the Bible says that even though God applauded them and God was pleased, he didn't get to fullness. These were the true heroes commended for their faith. Yet they lived in hope without receiving the fullness of what was promised them. But you have received the fullness. You have received the promise. So your faith is different from their faith. No wonder we don't want to be like them. I don't want to be like Elijah. I don't want to be like Elisha. I don't want to be like Jeremiah. You have the fullness of all. Jesus is in you. You have the fullness of Jesus in you. The spirit of Jesus is the testimony of prophecy. Is that correct? That's the era in which you are now. So the Bible says that grace and peace be multiplied. Be multiplied. Grace and peace be multiplied. Show 2 Peter 1, 2 again. The amplified. I want us to look at it again. Say, I have need for nothing. When you go and pray, pray like that. Oh, I have need for nothing. Lord, I need nothing. I have all things. I have all things. I have need for nothing. I have all things. I have need for nothing. I have all things. I have need for nothing. I have all things. I have need for nothing. I have all things. I have need for nothing. I have all things. I have need for nothing. I have all things. I have need for nothing. Okay? That is what you say. Then he said, look at it. He said, may grace, God's favor, not your favor, God's favor, and what? Peace. What is that peace? Perfect well-being, health, peace of mind, all necessary good. All what? Necessary good. All spiritual prosperity. Because when a man is spiritually prosperous, he's, he's, he's physically prosperous. So he said all spiritual prosperity and freedom from fears. Say, I refuse to fear. fear. Freedom from fears and agitating 
passions. Passions that agitate you. And what? Moral conflict. What do, it will be multiplied to you. How? In the full, personal, precise and correct knowledge of God. Not just knowledge of God. Your knowledge about God, your knowledge about Jesus should not be just anyhow. It should be precise. It should be correct. Hmm. Okay. So that's what grace does, right? And that's, that's the whole thing for this conference. And then Romans 5, is it 17, says that, you know, they that shall receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall what? Shall reign in this life. We reign in this life. Not in any other, this life. Why? Because I, I take in more of what? Of grace. Abundance of grace. Abundance of grace. He said, for if one man's offense, by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more, they which receive, they which receive abundance of grace, which means abundance of faith, and of the gift of righteousness, which you already have. Now, what it means by receiving the gift of righteousness is that you have become God's righteousness. But you see, when you study God's word, it causes you to walk in righteousness. So you walk in righteousness, you receive abundance of grace. How do you receive abundance of grace? Knowledge of Jesus, knowledge of God. Correct, precise knowledge of God. So you get to find out God. You read your Bible, you find out in the lens of grace. Then grace keeps increasing. What are you doing? You must receive that abundance of grace. Oh. Like what I, what I just showed you in Luke 12. You receive. The Lord, see, if customers come to your shop, don't think of what to say. Yeah. If the Holy Ghost gives you the right words, they will pay. You have no idea. Your, your commodity might be very expensive. Haven't you realized if you are selling something substantial and you know this is very quality, yet you are afraid that if you price it at this much, they won't buy. That is your human reasoning. I recommend the best business partner to you. He's called the Holy Ghost. Price it. People are selling Rolex, aren't they? People are selling Gucci. Yeah? Very expensive. If you buy, you go your way, isn't it? They didn't do it for you. The Holy Ghost is capable of bringing the people to you. And when they come and they say it's expensive, he knows which words to give you. Yes. I want you to believe in all forms. Oh, abundance of grace. Can we see any other translation? Amplified also. For if because of one man's trespass, lapse, offense, death reigned through that one, much more surely would those who receive God's overflowing grace. What is grace? Do nothing. Let God do all. Sometimes we are tempted to say little for more. But the point is, it's nothing for more. That is the correct definition for grace. You are not qualified. You are, you are not a shark. You've not been to correct school. You don't come from a great family. You don't own anything. You don't know anybody. Those are the people God is looking for. 
so that he will show forth in their life. That is grace. You've not been to school. There are certain positions you can never be. But when there is grace, you will sit there like Joseph. Whose school did Joseph attend? But the guy became the minister of economics finance for the whole of Egypt. From when we read Joseph's story, he just grew up with his brothers. And the next school we saw was slavery. Then he got promotion into the tertiary institution of slavery called prison. As if the guy has ended. You see, in your eyes, when a man goes, when somebody is convicted and becomes an ex-convict, he cannot attain certain positions. <laughs> That's the human mind. That's where human knowledge ends. You see, this is where you tap grace and faith from. Yes, I know I'm nobody. Let people say you are nothing. Say yes, you are right. Let people say, oh, what school have you gone to? Why do people want to do masters? Why do people want to do two degrees? Why do people want to do the things that humanly are possible for you to be established and known in the human realm? That is their faith. To some, it works. Not all of them, anyway. Some have two masters. They are still home. But God's grace has never lifted anyone. And they have never been established. No, sir. It is the doing of the Lord. It is the doing of the Lord. That is why you don't pride. You don't pride in what you have. I have this, I have that. You show off this, you show off that. You are actually outside grace. You are putting a lot of emphasis on what you think you have. I'm the best preacher. I'm the best this. I'm the best that. You are actually working in flesh. You are working in the works. Law. And the Bible says you shall have your reward. It's called debt. Look at it. Romans 4. Let's do the King James first. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Verse 4. Now, to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but debt. It means that what you put in, you will get, you see, there are some people, there are some Christians today, Whatever you are receiving today, whatever result, whatever situation you find yourself inside right now, that is the reward you are getting for the effort you put. Yeah. Some inputs receive nothing. Oh. You do business. Don't you input a lot of money? At the end of the day, you make losses. So you input for nothing. <laughs> and then sometimes you put in and you get something little. Your margin is very little. But grace says that you don't even put anything on. You don't even have the thing to put into it. You only have faith in God. Who calleth things which be not as though they are and raises the dead. You put your faith into him. And God says, okay, this thing that you can't, not only will I give you the exact, I give you much more than you can ever think of. This is grace. But you see, from the pulpit, we don't preach grace. Because we think when we tell you rest, then you'll be very lazy. No, no, no. We pray. We believe. You see, there are two types of works. There is work before the cross and there is work after cross. The work before the cross is what God doesn't want you to do. Why you do things to receive favor from God? You think it is seven hours of prayer that will give me this? You think it is my offering that will give me this? You think it is my seed that will give me that? These are flesh. 
Anything you do to receive something from God, that's the works. The works under the law. Because the law means do's and don'ts. Do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. If I do this, if I do that, if I don't do this, if I oh do's and don'ts. That's the law. Okay? Now, after the cross, there is, a, there is work. But that work is not the work of the law. That, work, that one is work, the life of faith. That work is associated with faith. Faith without works is dead. And we learned that that work is the life of faith. Faith has a life. It's called work. So you can have faith as much. And a lot of Christians have faith, I'm telling you. They have faith for everything. They have faith for everything. But they have less or no works. So their faith begins to die. So the Bible said that now to him that worketh. This work is under the law. Now to him that work is the reward not reckoned of grace. You cannot say that work and the result was given by grace. What is grace? Unmerited. Unqualified. You don't qualify, but you receive. If you qualify, then there's no grace. That's why you don't boast. Don't even let your dressing show off to people that you think you have too much. No. So let me give you a clue. Dress to say that, look, I'm looking good for the Lord. When you begin to do that, people see you in that manner. (laughs) You get it? If, you, if, if, you, if your car lands right now, it is not because you want people to know. No. You just want church time to be very short and distance, you know. So the mindset is different. Can I see it in uh, NLT? When people work, their wages are not a gift, which means grace is a gift. Who works for, who works for gifts? If I tell you do something, let me give you a gift. It was never a gift. Okay, if I tell you, Charlie, if you're able to sweep here, I'm going to give you a gift. No. If you're able to sweep here, I'm going to give you a reward. Because even when you are done sweeping, when I come in here, depending on the quality of the sweep, will determine how much I'll be be feeling to give. Which means that the, the reward was as a result of the work you did. But gift means I just decide just to buy something because I love you. And I bring it to you. Gift is as a result of love. Reward is as a result of work. So God doesn't give rewards. He gives gifts. Because he loves us. And I told, we learned that on Sunday that the foundation, before God started everything, the reason was for what? Mercy and grace. That's where the whole show started from. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Look at 2 Timothy 2.1. I'm just telling you why we are starting this conference. So that our mindset on grace and the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ will be deepened. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So I came to announce to you, be strong in the grace. I said be strong in the grace. Why do you think he said be strong in the grace? Because there are little things that can push you into works. So, be strong. Anytime you think of grace, say, hey, no stress for more. I don't stress, but God supplies. 
You see, the reason why your company is not good, they are not paying you much. Okay, that's fine. I don't operate by that realm. I operate by grace. So what does grace do? They pay me 300, but that 300 is not what lands in my account. I have need of nothing. I have need of nothing. I'm well supplied. I'm well supplied. You see, keep saying these things and believe them. Keep, let it come out of your mouth. Say them, say them. Say them until the definition says that until Christ becomes personal. Do you remember the definition? He said correct, personal, precise. Say the word until the word of God becomes personal to you. Look at Luke 12, 32. Message. And then I will delve into the message proper. Don't be afraid of missing out. Say, I refuse to miss out. I refuse to miss out. You are my dearest friends. The father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. <laughs> you are thinking about you. You are thinking about husband, wife. What does the father want to give you? The kingdom itself. Is that the father? The father. This is Jesus talking. Okay, so don't be afraid of missing out. You are my dearest friends. The father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. Then verse 33. Be generous. Give to the poor. Get yourselves a bank. That can't go bankrupt. <laughs> a bank in heaven. Far from bank robbers. Safe from embezzlers. A bank you can bank on. Where's your bank, my friend? My bank is in Zion. I have need of nothing. All things are supplied. According as he has given me all things that pertains to this life. And godliness. Give like a rich man. Are you with me? Yes, <laughs> oh, Jesus. We can't stop talking about grace. Because grace is the thing. That is where you find yourself today. You can't stop talking about faith. Faith is the thing. So we don't preach prosperity. We preach faith. We preach Christ. Once we do these things, you'll be amazed. All you have to do is to, is to, is to catch them with your heart. And once your heart can catch them, that's it. Alright. So now let's look at it. Now we can start with the preamble. For knowing to what? To glorification. Your end is glorification. Oh. Your end is glorification. That is what God wants for you. In fact, that's what, he, that's what he wanted for you. That's what he planned even before everything was made. He planned for you. And you must agree with him. Okay? Now, Romans 8. The main text is 29 to 30. But let's start from 26. And let's do amplified. Let's see if I can take you through a, a journey. He says, so too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid. You remember this scripture? Okay. The King James Version says that we, we know um, 
we don't know what we ought to pray for the Holy Spirit. Uh -huh. So that's what the King James put it, uh, the Amplified put it in a beautiful way. He says, so too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. Haven't you realized sometimes you don't even know how to pray about this matter? It's just speaking tongues. The Holy Ghost will take over. He will come to your aid. He said, but the, whole, but the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. Okay? Then verse 27. And he, that's God, the Father, who searches the hearts of men, knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what, is, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according and in harmony with God's will. What is he talking about? What is Paul talking about here? Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny Hyphen L. Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International. Contact services on plus two three three five four seven two two one seven seven three or plus two three three five zero four three two eight nine five nine for any inquiries so many people are listening to prophet daniel jedu's podcast on podbean and many have received testimonies by listening we want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com you were made to Leave from glory to glory, and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.